Hey guys, this is Vanessa Dyer, and I'm the Charlotte, North Carolina-based lifestyle blogger behind thecheekybean.com. With several successful years as a business owner, a first-time mom, and a deep passion for health and wellness, I'm here to share my honest, unfiltered advice on all things motherhood, relationships, travel, and more. So grab a coffee and join the conversation. This is the Cheeky Bean Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Cheeky Bean Podcast. I am So excited to be back today. I have had the last week off of work. I went down to Rosemary Beach, Florida for the week. Had a long week with family and friends, just beaching it, hanging out at the pool, eating good food, taking all the walks, doing all the fun things. But I'm so ready to get back into it and I cannot wait for today's episode because... I am talking to the ladies behind West Kept Secret. So I sat down with them in episode eight and it was hands down one of our most popular episodes. So I'm having the mech on for round two. On this episode, we are going to talk about what it's like to be the official trainers for the Carolina Top Cats, how Heidi and Marissa train Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Olivia Copo, what you should be eating before and after a workout, cardio, postpartum recovery, and the core, and so much more. I love these ladies. You guys already know I go to personal training with them as well as their group classes. They are so down to earth. They are packed full of knowledge and just such a joy to be around. So with that, let's welcome back Heidi and Marissa to the Cheeky Bean Podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you. We're Thank so excited. You. We're I'm, so, so pumped I'm to be so here. I'm so excited you're here. This is going to be such a good conversation. Yes. we've um, A lot has happened, I think, since we saw you last. Yeah. So. What, when was that? Like um, six weeks ago? Probably. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, mid-April maybe. Yeah. Yep. I know. Well, that episode did fantastic, and everybody wanted more of you guys, so... Well, here we are. Here to give we them are. What they want. We're ready. We're I ready know. to give the people what they want. Yes. Well, I want to start by talking about postpartum and breastfeeding because that's a big topic, not only for me, but um, for my audience as well. So, what tips do you guys have for people who are newly back in the gym for, you know, right after they've had a baby, but also breastfeeding? Because I know when you're breastfeeding, you're obviously very hungry. And Obviously, you know, getting the right amount of calories is important. So what would you recommend for those people? Definitely. So first on the exercise side, I think it's really important um, to accept where your body is, number one. Um, Heidi and I do not have kids yet, but we work with a ton of postpartum clients. And uh, we have lots of friends who have babies and our trainers, several of our trainers have had babies or are pregnant. Um, but I think first and foremost, um, you know, six weeks is kind of the the typical time frame before you even go back to your, you know, general routine of yeah. walking or running or at the gym. Then really it's 16 weeks before your body can kind of go back to that full high intensity if you're that type of person or if you were doing lots of miles before. So six week mark, 16 week mark before you're kind of back to where you truly were. So you have to kind of first have the mindset of um, I have to be patient with myself and kind with myself and always check with your doctor to make sure that that is still, you're still following those guidelines. They, they might be tweaked from, from person to person. Um, then if you're coming to a West Kept class, we always recommend let your trainer know so we can modify accordingly. But um, exercise is definitely going to be great for you mentally and um, physically to kind of help shed some of that postpartum weight right out of the gate. And then we look at the nutrition side. And the nutrition side can be complex because each person 
might have something different going on. And sometimes pregnancy can bring out different things that we're not aware of, like an auto autoimmune disease could pop up yeah. or something something might Hormone happen. Issues. Hormone, exactly. Like we've talked about that, Vanessa. That can happen where you don't know where this is coming from and that's going to impede where your diet goes. But in general, um, we've, we've talked about this on the last, last podcast, um, finding things that are going to fuel you to get enough calories in for breastfeeding, such as a high protein, and that can look like if you are um, if you are eating meat, you know you could that could be chicken, that could be salmon, different protein sources. But if you're vegan, for example, that could be chickpeas. There can be other ways of getting protein if you're not a if you are vegan, for example. And we know a lot of listeners might be that. But in general, calorie wise. Really, I would say for anyone postpartum, twenty five hundred plus minimum. I mean, that's yeah. like that's like the, the baseline. <laughs> like you know when people talk about oh twelve hundred to fifteen hundred calories, that's yeah. low for a normal person in general, and we don't even recommend really typically that that low of an amount. Then you're talking about now you're breastfeeding for another individual. You're looking, you know, three, four, five thousand calories a day. It just depends on the person. Okay. So I always recommend check in with your doctor. What are they recommending? Um, because different things can crop up post-pregnancy that us as trainers, we're going to recommend to you and it might not be in line with what your doctor is telling you. Right. So start there. And from there, um, once you have your guidelines from your doctor, then you can come to us as your trainers and kind of say, what foods would you recommend to fall into this category that would um, meet my needs for my nutritional intake? Okay. And from a calorie perspective, what even if you're not postpartum, what do you guys typically try to stick around? That's a great question. For me, I'm anywhere from workout days and non-workout days look different for me. Yeah. On a workout day, I'm going to eat a lot more because I'm super active. On a non-workout day, I kind of look at what would that calorie output be. Typically, my workouts are anywhere from 350 to 800 calories depending on what type of workout I'm doing. So I consider that into not working out. That's a lot of calories. I'm not going to, you know, consume because I'm not expending it. Yeah. Right now I'm in a maintenance phase, so I'm not looking to lose weight. So for me, my calories on a workout day are between 2,000 and 3,000 calories. And then on a non-workout day, anywhere between 1,800 and um, 2,300 calories is pretty typical for me. Okay. For me, um, I think just what I learned from Marissa from when I was a client, I kind of just stopped looking at calories personally. So I actually have no idea what the answer to that question would be for me. But what I learned through starting to read nutritional labels was looking for things that affect my body in a poor manner. So for me, sugar is has to try to be as low as possible. Um, I don't feel good after I consume a lot of it, even though I love dessert. I will wake up not feeling my best self. But um, sodium is really bad for me. Um, anything high in sodium makes me immediately bloat or there's inflammation or I feel puffy, if you will. So it's kind of, I think, too, also how your body reacts. So I noticed that on the days that I'm doing more of a West-kept hit type workout or I'm doing a lot of cardio, obviously you are more hungry, like what Marissa said. So I find myself reaching into like a bag of almonds to get some protein or eating pistachios or having a Greek yogurt in like one sitting Whereas on my days that I just walk my dog for three miles, for example, I will kind of maybe just do like one handful of almonds and that's all I need for like a snack. Yeah. So my meals don't really change as much as my snacks and the in-between eating changes. And that's just based on whatever activity you're doing that day. Okay. 
I want to talk about too, there's this notion that you have to be in a deficit to be able to lose weight, but I've also, one, experienced myself, but have also read a lot about when you actually eat more calories, the weight will start to come off. What are your thoughts on that? That's 100% accurate. I it's what you're putting into your body. You could go into a surplus um, and not have any deficit whatsoever, but still lose weight. Absolutely. It's the the quality of the nutrient that's going into your body. So for example, for carbs, carbs can be broken down into um, good carbs or bad carbs. Um, or um, for so for example, if you're eating a uh, uh, let's let's really get bad here. Let's do like a <laughs> McDonald's quarter pounder, and the Ooh, yep. the carbs in that are twenty grams. I don't I'm just throwing out a number here, and then you're looking at um, a, a lean piece of chicken, and that's twenty grams. When you're putting those twenty grams together, what other nutrients in those items are we looking at? Calcium, magnesium, vitamin D. There are all these other items that are going into it that are going to matter when you're taking in that protein so or carb or whatever the, the nutrient is that we're looking at. So it really depends on what the, the carb or the protein, whatever it is that you're taking in, what is the quality of it? Yeah, okay. the makeup. And in general, we, we, we kind of know, right? Yeah. I mean, in general, if you're looking at a fast food restaurant and kind of go, this is probably on the, the lower scale. For, I'm, I'm rating it A to F. Yeah. And I'm looking at McDonald's. That's probably going to be an F on the quality of the um, of the the nutrient that's going into my body. Mm-hmm. If I look at Costco, that might be a C plus or a B of where the chicken I'm getting it from versus a farmer at a farmer's market. That's probably mm-hmm. going to be an A. Mm-hmm. So it's a good a good rule of thumb is, is trying to understand what is the quality of what I'm putting into my body because then your your body will metabolize that and either metabolize it as energy therefore you expend it and you lose weight or it's stored as fat where that's where we have that gain yeah and I think a lot of people don't know what's in what they're eating Mm -hmm. because labels are so good at being deceiving and they'll say all natural no artificial flavors no preservatives but then when you flip it around and you look at the ingredient list if you don't know what you're looking for a lot of times they've tricked you by what's on the front of the box or the packaging and there really is stuff in there that is not good for you, but they're marketing it as like this great option Mm -hmm. when in all reality, it's probably not the best. It's it's like coffee creamer when it says sugar-free and there's a ton of fat in it, or it says fat-free and there's a ton of sugar in it. Yeah. There's always going to be something that makes you want it and it tastes good. Yeah. There's always. So that's the same thing what Marissa is saying is if you knew a farmer where you got a piece of chicken versus if you had a frozen piece of chicken that... They obviously had to freeze it. They had to freeze the preservatives in it so that when you heat it up and make it, it tastes good. Yeah. Well, if you look at the two, they're both a piece of grilled chicken, but you Mm -hmm. know where one came from and you have no idea what went into the other one. So 100% it's the makeup of the product and where it's from. Um, If you don't know that answer, then it's probably not something that you should be eating if you're on a health journey. Right. I always go by the rule of thumb too. Like if I can't, if I don't know what the word is in the ingredient list or if I can't even pronounce it, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not eating it because it's probably something that doesn't need to be in there. Absolutely. There was... Um, when I was getting my nutrition certification, the uh, the professor was, you do it online, but then you do these check-ins. And there were so many questions coming in for him. Well, what is this ingredient? What is this ingredient? He's like, hey, guys, 
when in doubt, just Google it. If you don't know what it is, then Google it. And if, if you, then when you read what it is, that's going to tell you right there, mm-hmm. that isn't something that you want to be putting into your body. Right. So that's a really good rule of thumb. If you turn it over and you see five to 10 ingredients that you don't even know what it is, that's something I would steer away from. Or if there's two or three, look it up and yeah. see what it says, because there are um, sweeteners and things like that, that are good substitutes. You just have to be careful that there's not five, 10, 15, 20 ingredients that you don't even know what the words are, what they mean. Yeah, that makes sense. I know you guys do low carb, high protein most days, but on the days that you work out, do you tend to eat higher carb on those days and the days you don't work out, eat lower carb? Or do you consistently always eat the same? I mean, I'm definitely more consistent and that's kind of what we're talking about as far as what you're putting in and what you expend out for your workouts. So on the days that you would think, oh, I'm doing more of a workout, so I would eat more carbs. I think that you can still eat um, the same high-protein, low-carb, maybe just a bigger portion. So you're still getting more carbs, you're still getting more protein, but it's still on that ratio of higher protein to lower carb. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I was going to say my my answer was exactly the same. And this is a good rule of thumb that I actually went back into some of my – some of my older um, nutrition books, because I'm doing, I do food journal reviews and whatnot for clients. And one of the, the the things that really stood out to me that was important that I think it's it's great to hear with protein is um, the amount of protein depends on your your average weight, but also it can depend on your activity level. So for example, we do typically when you're getting a certification like this, you, you do an average number. So hundred, um, excuse me, a 200 pound person. That's a mm-hmm. good average for a man and a woman to kind of understand how much, how much, um, protein. how much protein, thank you, you would need for that person. So for example, let's take a ratio here of, um, a 200 pound person, a good amount for them is 73 grams of protein a day. If they are very sedentary, they're not really moving a lot. That's a good amount for them. Now, if they're moderately active, so that's, you know, three days a week of an hour of walking, Mm -hmm. that would put it up to 120 grams. And then if we looked at that same person for being super active five days a week, we would be looking at 150 grams of protein. Again, same 200 pound person. So that's like a good ratio that you can look, okay, well, what about my body? Where is my weight at? you're needing 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight for your protein intake, then depending on where your activity Mm -hmm. level is. So there's so much that goes into it. Um, But that's just a good baseline to take a a general number. What is your activity like? And then you can kind of build your protein from there. And then Vanessa, you changed your protein and Mm -hmm. your body changed. So because you mentioned that as well. You thought you were having to eat so much. Yeah, I was eating what I thought one gram of protein per pound of body weight right and that was way too much for my system so Mm -hmm. I started having a lot of gut issues and I like wasn't seeing any results and I just didn't feel good and I also felt like I was stuffing food down my face like yes I did I felt so overly full all the time but I felt like I was having to meet these goals to try to meet my fitness goals when in all reality when I backed off of the protein number and I stuck closer to like 80 grams of protein per day I saw way more change Mm -hmm. and I felt a lot better. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the other thing is eating intuitively is so important. So if if you are 
you don't have a, a registered dietitian or a personal trainer or your doctor kind of guiding you and you're like, okay, I'm going to take that rough number. I'm going to do some math here. You do it and it's not working. I would say give it a month, see how your body feels. And if you're feeling like, gosh, I'm stuffing myself or I'm not getting there, that's when you want to kind of re reevaluate, retweak, and then intuitively eat. Like Heidi and I really believe as the day's going on, as I feel hungry, I start to snack. Yeah. I, you know, I grab yep. for some almonds. I grab for my snack. I start to feel pretty good. I put it away. I move on. More clients, whatever the day's doing. Same thing. I start to feel hungry. I go for that again. And once you start to intuitively eat, listening to your body, it becomes a routine and a pattern where you don't feel like you're stuffing yourself mm-hmm. and you do feel full, energized, and it becomes a habit right. that now you know how to follow every day. You know exactly yeah. what amount of what. Yes. will make you feel good. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and I learned too. I, I did all the macro counting and I did the food journaling and all of that. And I kind of learned what portion sizes were and I learned kind of what's in everything. So now when I eat intuitively, I'm probably still right around those same numbers, but yes. I don't have like the task yes. of tracking everything because mm-hmm. I taught myself how to do that and now I just know by looking I can eyeball something and be like oh I know that's four ounces of chicken mm-hmm. or four ounces of beef and how liberating is, is that it's you're, so you're, nice you're, you're not so nice. you're not you know constrained to these yeah. numbers and having to follow it's just such a better lifestyle and it's more yes. realistic for being a busy mm-hmm. mom on the go same Absolutely. for us and everyone can get there yeah you don't have to be a busy entrepreneur a mom you can literally be a lawyer that works 70 hours a week and you can still get there or you could be a stay-at-home wife who watches tv and cleans sometimes and you can get there too yeah um so i think some people think like oh you guys have it figured out and so that's why you're where you're at but that's possible for every human if they just absolutely try. yeah it just takes a little bit of research and mm-hmm. i think also for me a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. like absolutely. i tried different things and i was like this doesn't work for me and then i switch it up and figured out kind of what stuck and then once I got there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I I also think people want instant gratification nowadays and so they're trying different things like I was but they're not giving it a long enough time to see results so when they're trying something for three months they're like well I'm not seeing any results for three months that might not be long enough for them definitely so I gave things I mean my body just moves really slowly like it's just the way it's always been and I know that about myself and it takes a long time for me to see change Mm -hmm. and so I stick with something for long enough to know okay this is or isn't working Definitely. We actually added something to um, inquiries that we get on the personal training side. When somebody then signs on as a client, we created a, a goal calendar for an entire year because we have clients who come on twice a week for 20 sessions and we mapped out what does a year look like at 20 sessions twice a week? Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, package one. You're going to feel really good. You're going to feel motivated for a few days. You're going to feel really sore. Mm-hmm. Your body's going to start adjusting to some of the nutritional guidelines that we're throwing out. Then you get into package two. Package two, you're thriving. Yeah. You are seeing the results. You're motivated. Your clothes you're, fit different. Your clothes fit different. You're excited. Package three comes around. You start to typically have a little bit of a... Um, Uh, you get stagnant, results start to Mm -hmm. kind of stay the same, you start to feel a little bit frustrated, or you even have a little backsliding. I'll never forget when Heidi was a client, she was on for three months, first package, she's killing it, seeing amazing results. Second package, same thing. She's like, I am, I've never felt better, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. She goes on some work trips, she is not following kind of, you know, what we had laid out. The things, rules. The you know, rules. Cause, you know, <laughs> things, things start to backslide a little and we go to do measurements. And I'll never forget it because I use this with other clients when this happens. 
We do measurements. I'm starting to tell her what they are, how they've gone up slightly, and she has tears in her eyes. Oh. And I feel horrible. I don't cry, just so everyone knows. She isn't a crier, but I think she's going, how did this happen when I put in all of this work? Yeah. And I told her, listen, you're not where you started. It's a very small backslide. It's not Mm. even that. This is life. Life is not linear. Fitness results are not linear. They're going to have ebb and flows. Right. This is why we do the check-ins. Let's use this as motivation to get you back to where you were and further and so on and so forth the pattern went but we do lay that out for clients because people just want that instant gratification yeah. we started realizing that we're like we need to let these people know this is yes. really a year commitment it takes time. they would see yeah. either plateauing or backsliding and the thing is backsliding could be growing muscle right, right. you could be yeah. stepping on the scale and seeing you gained five pounds but it's healthy five pounds yes. or your thigh might be a bigger measurement but your quad but muscle, muscle is getting bigger right so that's another thing to consider too and um people do kind of feel that way and I think we saw kind of like a a period of time where clients were like, all right, I think I'm just going to start doing group classes because I have the essentials and I just don't feel like I'm seeing any more results. And finally, we like took a stand. I'm like, no, no, no. We need them to understand what goes on past this moment. Yeah. Because we've we've literally been there. Yeah. Yep. And the way we view um, results and personal training and fitness in general when we're curating workouts and nutrition for our clients is literally the the analogy I use is we've taken literally a puzzle and it's just spread out on the table. It's a whole mm-hmm. puzzle and we're taking pieces and we're mapping it together. One little piece doesn't fit. It's like, all right, that's got to go back outside of the puzzle. It's yeah. not working. Oh, this one fits there. And then it creates... That aesthetic, picture. exactly yeah. of what you want your body to look like, but it yeah. does take time, just like a puzzle. Yeah, just like a puzzle. I mean, I feel like after I had Liam, obviously I was super eager to get back to my normal fitness routine, and I was super eager to like get my body back. And pregnancy for me wasn't the easiest thing because I'd never seen the scale go up to those numbers before, <laughs> and it kind of messes with your mind, especially no when you're really like ingrained in health and wellness and fitness and I'm like oh my god how am I ever gonna get this off and my mom kept telling me she's like you will you'll get it off you'll get it off so I set what I felt like was a really healthy goal for myself and I was like I'm not gonna worry about it for a year yeah I'm gonna it took me 10 I mean 10 months Liam was late so right 40 42 weeks to birth this child build this child grow yes. this child within my body so I'm gonna give myself 12 months to get it off and I'm going to do it the healthy way. So mm-hmm. I'm, I was like, I'm not going to stress about it and do an hour of cardio a day. Like right. I'm going to do what feels good. And at, at the end of the year, if it didn't work, then we can start worrying about it. But it really truly took an entire year for me to be like, all right, I'm, I'm back where I'm back. I'm yes. where I left off. I feel really good. I feel even better than I did before I got pregnant. And I think so many people, especially after pregnancy, think that they have to bounce back and they see other people do that and they think that that's the norm when it's not. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and dedication and patience. Definitely. And I think we, we, if you haven't, I think most of us, it's safe to say, most women, we have all dabbled in some kind of practice that is unhealthy at some point in our life. I think if we did a poll, we can all agree on that, myself included. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that's not fun, it's not sustainable, and you are just so miserable that we have this expectation that if we do that again, it's going to get us where we want to do, to go. Right. And it's just, we just got to let it go. Yeah. I love that you you committed to a year or yeah. longer to get that weight off and you're, you're not letting social media or somebody else mm-hmm. um, influence you. And it's tough with what your line of work and it's tough yeah. for us. We mm-hmm. see that the same thing. It's like, 
your brand and your body go hand in hand. Yeah. And I think when we have compassion for ourselves, it radiates and others are inspired to see you can do it the safe way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love that. Yep. Right. Taylor Taylor Swift said it best, band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Oh, that's <laughs> I good. Love it. I that love that. That's a good one. <laughs> so no temporary fixes. You got to put in the work and you have to be patient for the long-term results. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. And it can be hard. It can be hard to be patient. Mm -hmm. And I look back at pictures of myself at 40 weeks. I'm like, oh my God. You're before and after. The swelling in my face was insane. Yes. My lips were huge. My mm -hmm. nose was huge. My face was massive. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't Not cute. Not the face. <laughs> Not the face. I mean, I gained it everywhere. But yeah, I feel better than I've ever felt. And I'm older, which is also, mm -hmm. you know, yes. there's that notion of like, oh, the older you get, the harder it gets. And I, I'm in the best shape of my entire life at almost 32. Yes. yes. You know? So. I'm going to be honest. I don't believe, I, I, anytime a client has said that to me, you know, clients who come up, I'm 70. I'm, it's never mm -hmm. going to get there. I just kind of look at them like, I don't believe that. I'll never mm -hmm. believe that. Yeah. Like, well, you're, you're 33. You can't understand. Fair mm -hmm. enough. But yeah. Let's take you through this and let's see where you where you land and how your age impacted you. And I think they're always so surprised. Yeah, we have a client that's a little bit older and she's getting ready right now for her daughter's wedding. Um, and, you know, she kind of said the same thing when she came on. But then we started talking about her day-to-day -day nutrition and intake. And, you know, it was like, I drink Diet Coke a couple of times a day. I do this. This is what I'm doing at night. And we're like, well, I mean, you're going to make these few small changes just right there and you're going to see results just yeah. with that small advice right more or less moving your body at 60 years old yeah. and she looks amazing the wedding's in October and she just looks so good oh that's incredible yes. so we don't believe anything about age of course that yeah. can impact how you exercise Absolutely. yes how you get there but if anyone is listening, whether you're 25 or 105, mm -hmm. we you can still get to where you want to go fitness-wise. Um, it just, again, it's going to take time and patience. Yeah. What about core tips for postpartum? I know DR is a big thing for people mm -hmm. and just people don't understand how they should properly start working abs again. Do you have any tips for the pelvic floor or how people should integrate doing abs again after having a baby? I know you guys have a ton of clients who yes. recently Don't drink the West Coast water, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's pregnant. Yes. Uh, so pelvic floor, I'm very passionate about pelvic floor. I know I've, I've spoken to you about this. Make a very long story short, I had a little bit of a, I had an oblique tear kind of behind my bladder that was mimicking signs of a UTI, which again, if anyone's had one, we don't wish it on a worse enemy. Nope. It's just the urgency, the frequency, yeah. the, 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 um, you know, pain in your pelvic floor. And I ended up getting recommended to a pelvic floor therapist. So if you're in Charlotte local, Barbara Green Physical Therapy, Barbara and Beth, they're kind of the pioneers of the pelvic floor. So highly recommend if you're having any of those symptoms and you can't figure out what's going on. If you're pregnant or postpartum, every single pregnant or postpartum woman should have pelvic floor therapy. I be, believe that with you know every every fiber of my being. Yeah. Um, highly recommend that for um, protecting against DR, um, understanding how to do diaphragmatic breathing from your rib cage down to your pelvic floor. That also helps with regular core work as right. well. And we try to practice that during West Kept Secret, breathing in through the nose, expanding your rib cage, and then breathing down into your pelvic floor. Um, but we found out that I had a hypertonic pelvic floor. It was very, very tight. And um, that can happen post-pregnancy. We think, oh, you need to be doing Kegels. It's actually the opposite. You need to be doing relaxation and different stretches to help relax that pelvic floor. Um, and if anyone is 
looking on Instagram for somebody to follow um, the Vagina Whisperer. She's a great <laughs> a great recommendation for um, anything pelvic floor related. But okay. um, I need to some, follow her. I've never heard. She's of her. amazing. Okay. Um, uh, she's somebody who I highly recommend and gives great tips. But in terms of First and foremost, you should be stretching versus doing core work right after giving birth. And some of the okay. stretches that I would recommend are um, holding happy baby stretches. And um, they're called stir the pots. If you're laying on your back and you're holding your knees and you're stirring in kind of a clockwise and then counterclockwise position while you're doing your breathing, mm-hmm. that's a great starting point. That starts to engage the, the um, ab- abdominals, transverse, front, back, and side and into your pelvic floor both at the same time so it helps stretch and kind of reignite them and light them up a little bit I would be doing that every single day for six weeks until you can start your six weeks being cleared Mm -hmm. um, and then you can start going into exercise but um, stretching is first and foremost very important and then um, actual core exercises postpartum and Heidi can kind of talk about um, during and ways that that we work the core while you're pregnant would be um, starting with plank work um, on the knees. We want to avoid being on the back during pregnancy and postpartum and doing crunches that way. That's just putting mm-hmm. too much of a strain on your core and it doesn't allow you to breathe properly. So if you start planking knees and elbows, practicing your breathing, practicing your form, dropping your shoulders away from your ears, pulling in through the abdominals and squeezing your glutes, holding that for 30 seconds and doing that for just three sets, doing that on your side in a twisted position, knees are stacked and doing that for several weeks and then building up to your toes if you feel comfortable, that's a great way to practice engaging your core, breathing at the same time, and then you can start graduating to things where you're doing upright crunches with a TheraBall behind your back supporting you, Mm -hmm. and then eventually take that all out and go down to the floor into crunches. But you wanna wait on that, I'd say for a minimum of 16 weeks minimum before you're even doing crunches Mm -hmm. on your back. Yeah. Yeah, I also think too the Pilates element is so interesting once you're at a place where you do feel comfortable and you're more cleared. We have a bunch of postpartum clients and um, it's so funny to see, you know, when they come in and and I totally understand when they're maybe a little bit worried or scared or nervous and then we just slowly work them through a little bit of Pilates work, whether it be mat Pilates or on the reformer with a spring, it's all very safe to, you know, six months in and they're on their toes, they're holding things a little bit longer because it's slow and controlled movements. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're crunching and trying to get a bunch of reps in. You can like listen to your body every inch that you move it. So that's also a really interesting um, area as Pilates is how to work with people that are postpartum. Because I think that breaking down that muscle and being able to build it back, that's going to be a place that you can do that with. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I feel like I use my abs totally differently after coming to you guys Mm -hmm. than I did prior to like, even before having a baby, you guys just really taught me how to engage my abdominal muscles Mm -hmm. and then engage them correctly. So now when I do a crunch, I feel like instead of using everything else to try to compensate, Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I literally only feel my muscles contracting Mm -hmm. in my abdomen, which is a really good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. We're so glad that that you've noticed that because mm-hmm. so many people come to us and they're repping out crunches. Like, well, hang on, let's slow yeah. down, let's break they're it down. They're pulling on the neck, and yeah. And you know, and I read articles all the time. You know, crunches are ineffective, and it's like, well, well, yes, of course, the way you're doing it with momentum and neck pulling and whatnot, right. yes, it's ineffective. Mm-hmm. But if it's done properly, really a great exercise um, for pre and postpartum women to work on their core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, in terms of cardio, what do you guys recommend? How much cardio should people be doing? And does this change with age? 
Yes, I love cardio. It's, you do. It's, you're like the cardio I bunny. I just <laughs> love it. I just love the way it makes me feel. I'm Definitely. alive. All the I'm happy just, endorphins. What's yes. so funny is I would have never been that way. And people listening right now are probably like rolling their eyes thinking, well, I don't love cardio. But if you do get into it and try it, you would be surprised by how great you do feel after. Yeah. And we're going to talk about cardio doesn't mean just running. So we'll talk about right. that. Um, yeah. And so in terms of, so we do this again for our PT clients and then Heidi and I have it for ourselves. We curate our perfect workout week for where we are. If we want to maintain, this is what we're going to follow. Mm -hmm. If we want to trim up a little bit more, we have a special event, a wedding, or, you know, we have a photo shoot. We're like, hey, maybe maybe we're going to tighten things up a little bit. Yeah. We tweak that perfect workout week. Mine typically looks like two days of cardio and that will range from, um, it could be a it could be a three-mile run up to a six-mile run twice a week. And then I'm doing three days of a fusion-based workout, which is considered what's kept secret for us, yep. cardio, strength, Pilates together. So that's my five days of activities, two days of cardio, three days of fusion, and then two rest days. Rest days does not mean you have to you know, sit on the couch. If you are an active person and you want to get moving, I'll walk the dogs two or three miles I'll do a, a recovery streaming episode or a restore class that we have at the studio or yoga at home um, or even a recovery day is just taking a hot bath if you have time to yeah. do that. But two rest days, two cardio days, and then three fusion days is typically how my week breaks down for okay. general maintenance of where I am for my body. So okay. that would be five days that you are doing some sort of cardio, whether it's solely that or it's mixed in. Yep. And then even a, a you know a nice long walk is cardio. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And for each person, like if we were talking about a, a senior, 65 and up, their perfect workout week, depending on their goals, is they want to build density to their bones. That's number one because mm -hmm. we see a lot of um, osteoporosis, especially in women as we get older. Maybe it would look like th two days of cardio. It's just walking, so yeah. up to you know three miles, two miles. And then it would be two days of a PT session with us, which would be the fusion. And that would be, then they'd have their active recovery days or their rest days. So it would look different for every person. Right. And the cardio doesn't have to be the heavy pounding. It could be walking. It could be rowing. It could be biking. It can be any type of cardio that get your gets your heart rate, I'd say above 120, mm -hmm. is okay. a good area to look for. Okay. And there truly, there is a such thing as too much cardio. Yes. I mean, yes. we... We've been there. I mean, we've tried to do a ton of cardio. And then I, our dermatologist that we both go to is also a bodybuilder. And, you know, she does not really do much cardio, but she'll do some with the weightlifting and such. But, um, you know, when you start to do so much cardio, besides the physical impact, like hurting your knees, all mm -hmm. those things, you're also um, you're not able to build as much muscle because that is just slowly kind of losing its density. Yes. So you do have to do something else a little bit. And I think that people that are training for a marathon or... That's um, why they're always so lean. And always yes. so lean. Yeah. And that's okay. You're going for a goal. But people that are pregnant, they're like, I want to continue running. Like, I'm a runner and I don't want to stop running just because I'm pregnant. Or I'm going to walk the dogs every single day until I get this baby out. But you have to remember, like, you use a lot more of your muscle and body parts to birth a baby. Yes. I mean, we have um, an OBGYN that's very well known in Charlotte that comes to a lot of our classes and she's like, I love how you guys do things, especially for pregnant women, because if you don't have ab strength or core strength while you're pregnant, yeah. you cannot push your baby right. out, period. Right. So um, there is a, a such thing as too much, but there's also a great balance where you can have that cardio high after mm -hmm. and still do other things for your muscles to make sure that 
you're not losing them. Yes. Yeah. And I found too that um, I don't love running. I will run, mm-hmm. and but I have to be in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when I'm in the mood for it, I love it. But I'm not a natural runner. But I found that walking on a really steep incline on the treadmill for the same pace for 30 minutes gets my heart rate close to where it is when I'm running. So I'm still in like the green zone on my my zone, which is just under hit cardio. And I can still burn a significant amount of calories. Absolutely. Walking at a 12 on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it feels low impact and it's easier on my joints, but I'm still getting that cardio aspect that burns the fat that I'm mm-hmm. trying to get rid of. Definitely. Yes. It's really interesting when you, when you, when that happens. Like I, so I had a surgery last summer and they were, you know, you can't get your heart rate about above 120 for four weeks. All you can do is walk. And I was like, whoa, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> this is going to be a really challenging I was the yep. one trouble having to deal with I'm her like, not doing I'm cardio. Going crazy. She's going crazy. You know? yep. But I was able to walk. And yep. by the time that the four weeks was done, uh, yeah, when I got back into West Cup Secret classes in my normal running routine, I was out of breath and it was right. challenging. But in terms of my body fat, um, I didn't weigh myself, but my body fat stayed exactly the same because I, I was still walking and I was eating. I was a little bit more dialed in on my nutrition. Yeah. And it was like, I can go a whole month and nothing changed for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like uh, somebody recently told me about like a 12 three thirty, which is a 12 incline, 3 miles per hour, 30 minutes on the tread. And that I've, I've loved that. I just do that one day. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Who was that? Good for them. I know. Yeah. I actually think it was on TikTok. I love yes. that. Yeah. I um the the lake that we go to in Western New York, they have big. It's all natural. Um, it's not man made. So there's a lot of big, you know, hills and things to walk. Yeah. And so on my low impact days with my father in law, we'll take the dog on a long walk, but we go uphill. So we go four miles, and it's basically kind of like two and a half and then we start to kind of plateau and then we come back down for the last one and he's like we're gonna hoof it so we do like a 15 minute mile but I mean we're just walking yeah I will burn the amount of calories if I were to run hard for three that's incredible so I'm like I mean I'm kind of getting to get down with this yeah definitely yeah definitely walking's a great a great form of, Mm -hmm. of cardio I love that Okay, I had a question from a follower. They wanted to know if they are 70% of the way to their ideal summer body, but summer is approaching, what should they do to kind of push them the last 30%? Well, definitely don't do anything that is, you know, crash dieting or toxic or like the thing that Marissa mentioned earlier about something that we've probably all done at some point in our life. Um, But I also think kind of what we were talking about, about how long it takes for you to see results and giving it that patience. So if you're 70% along, when did that start? So if you started a year ago and nothing has changed past the 70, then we need to make changes. Mm -hmm. But if you started three months ago and you're already 70% of the way there, it kind of seems like whatever you're doing, maybe you can just kick it up into high gear a little bit or increase that. So it really just depends on how long you've been working towards your goal. But I also think that let's say with, you know, you're using the term summer body or summer is coming. So my assumption is this person may want to be in a bathing suit or be in clothes where they have, you know, sleeveless shirts on or shorts and they want to like their legs, whatever it may be. Um, That is 100% going to be in the kitchen. So your nutrition, Um, you can make very 
um, hefty changes in the kitchen and see results very quickly where you don't have to diet, but you can definitely change gears as far as what you're consuming. And then I hate to say it, but cardio. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say if the person, if this person, for example, let's say that uh, they're doing three days a week of some kind of fusion workout mm -hmm. and their two days of, um, of cardio is 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's great. And they've been doing that for a certain period of time. They're 70% there. Maybe that 30 minutes can look like 45 minutes now. That okay. extra 15 minutes added on or up to an hour, even 16 minutes. When, when you're looking at time and frequency, that makes a difference. And setting the expectation that if I'm doing 30 minutes a day and somebody else is doing an hour a day, the, the hour person is going to get there quicker. So yeah. you kind of have to re, reframe what does my time frame look like? How much time can I dedicate? You really shouldn't be doing anything over an hour, period, mm -hmm. for safety, time, time um, constraints that we all have and wear and tear on the body. But I think if you're looking at where can I dial up a little bit, frequency-wise, you can look at expanding your workout to a full hour and or adding in an extra cardio, an extra mile of walking or running a week. That can really add up to help you trim mm -hmm. down if that's that person's goal to help you get that final you know, seal on, on that body that you're mm -hmm. feeling. And we always say, when in doubt, and you're really trying to, you know, do something and you, you want to look great. I mean, we, we're, we're probably going to dive into this. But, I mean, if you get a great spray tan, you're going to feel like a million bucks. And that, that requires nothing except you getting you a know, little your bit color. And a good spray tanner. When you love can't tone it, tan. you tan, tan it. it. <laughs> I love that. That's a That's good right. backup. When you can't tone it, tan it. Yes. That's great. Yes. And I also feel, too, you know, if you... Again, what Marissa is saying, like some people think, oh, I, I went to the gym or I'm going to a class and that was 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing everything I can. That's all I have time for. Something that is so interesting, and I actually saw this on um, TikTok as well, is this girl that got this like walker. It's like a little half treadmill and she still is on her computer, but she's just walking while she's on conference calls. I'm not saying go buy this $1,000 machine, but I think that sometimes there's something to be said for people that say, okay... Every hour for 10 minutes, I'm going to disconnect from staring at my computer or sitting with my shoulders up at, you know, my laptop. And I'm just going to like walk around the house or go to the fridge and see what snack I have or go into the backyard and take a call out there. Um, you would be surprised by the little extra movements that you're doing during the day and how those burn calories. So don't just say, I went super hard at the gym and I'm eating super healthy and nothing's changing, but I'm trying to give a little extra. Get up and move a little bit. Don't just think, oh, if I'm not at the gym or I'm not making a healthy dinner, then there's just no shot. You would be surprised that during the day, the things that you do that also burn calories. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. What about supplements? Do you guys take supplements? Are there any that you recommend or that you absolutely love? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think if you are trying to get pregnant, that's a totally different conversation. But just for the everyday, I love magnesium. I'm a big fan of it. Um, actually, the one that I recommend is... Um, it's called the Pure Encapsulations Magnesium. Um, it's the magnesium um, glycinate. I can never pronounce that. Um, you can see I, on my Amazon, I purchased it multiple times. I was about to say, I think I've gotten that on Amazon. Yes, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and I really like it for recovery purposes. Okay. I, um, I feel sore um, probably more frequently than, than others just because of the nature of my work. I'm up and down. I'm bending a lot. And I do find that when I take that, 
I can notice a difference. It flushes toxins out of the tissue, so it helps it recover quicker. Okay. So that's a great one. And in addition, it also promotes, um, it kind of helps your hormones stay at a more balanced level and on, on a very, on a very, um, on like on a very even playing field. It's not going to do major, major changes, but it does kind of keep all of your hormones in balance. So I'm a big oh, that's fan. Nice. I didn't know I'm that. I'm a big fan of magnesium. I love it. And it helps you sleep on too, right? I, I feel like I told you about it, but it just, it's this huge container and I just like pop two in the morning. It's just like a routine. You, you know? all fiber gummies, but where's the magnesium? And I do too. love my fiber gummies. Well, I was going to say added bonus. It helps you sleep and it keeps you regular. Yes, Ooh. it does. So yeah, you need magnesium. I need magnesium. Yes. I apologize. I, I apology accepted. <laughs> all right. We're going to get you this. Yes. So I will do fish oil and soon I'll be doing magnesium as well but um I just uh the nature made fish oil it's kind of like that main brand that's a lot of you can different. get it at Costco get it at Costco here okay. comes the Costco Rex y'all so um providing the body with essential omega-3 fatty acids and to, especially for me it's important to regulate my inflammation okay so I think we talked a little bit on the last podcast about how I'm kind of working through gut health and bloating and figuring out why I'm so inflamed and you know, when we when we look back at my transformation type photos, everything just looks puffy. Mm-hmm. And so I actually have friends that are like, I knew you then and I don't think you were like overweight for your height. But I mean, I do understand now what you mean when you say that you were puffy. Right. And I think um, the fish oil definitely helps the inflammation and ultimately also promotes heart health. And, you know, as we all get older, that's something I'm really trying to be conscious of with, you know, my family too. Like, is everyone taking their vitamins, heart health? Yeah. So um, I would definitely recommend fish oil. Do you guys take protein powder at all? No protein no, powder for not. me either. No, we just eat. We just eat the protein. I love that. Yeah, yeah yes. I, I think that's like the best. This necessary. is a personal opinion, but I mm-hmm. think that's the best source of protein. Yes. If you can get it from foods, then why do you need the protein like shake the or powder? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The synthetic stuff. It just. It just not. It's not the same. And you're not. Your digestive system is not built to digest it the no. same way. I. I. I used to do protein shakes and what it, not creatine, but pre-workout. Yes. And I did, like, I did all the things and I, that's when I had all the gut issues. Like my gut mm. just could not process all that. And even though the brand I was taking was supposed to be natural, I'm like, how natural is it really if it's ground mm. down into this powder and yes. right. you know, it's not, I, it just didn't work for me. And now I don't take anything. Everyone's always like, what do you do for pre-workout? I'm like, mm. I drink a coffee. <laughs> it literally goes back to, do you know where it's from? Right. And yeah. I mean, you can eat pistachios and get protein. Yeah. Why, why do you need to like drink a, synthetic powder like you're saying you don't even know where that was made or where right. it comes from right definitely and I think it goes back to the quick fix like this is quick this is easy mm-hmm. right. and it doesn't always yield the best results mm-hmm. yeah and protein that type of protein especially like whey protein will build muscle mass so like I have a bride right now that just started and she was telling me everything she ate just sounded so healthy but she's like in my dress I just feel like my thighs are like bulging but I'm eating so well and a lot of things she was eating do look great but then she hit me with the I'm doing um, a whey protein shake mm-hmm. every morning and it's huge and you know I thought that that's so good I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa hold on let's stop because the bulk is not um you bulking up that's not what I mean it's more like a true muscle is going to bulk when you are pumping it with whey protein right so if that's not what you want to do don't do it yeah I know and um studies have shown that whey actually ages you Absolutely. Whoa. I'm like, why would really I ever put that clear. in my body? Yes. No, I'm yes. not putting that. You, like, stay away from me. Far mm-hmm. away from me. Definitely. If you're going to do a protein shake, it really should come from be vegan. Yes. Um, hemp or pea protein are, mm-hmm. are going to be your best bets. But still, 
It's not yeah. even good. It's not necessary. I don't yeah. even like the taste of it. No, me neither. I, I was. I remember I would like choke them down because it was so nasty. Right. And it always gave me a stomach ache too. And I don't know why I never listened to my body then. You know what they call but... that, Vanessa? The plug and chug. <laughs> oh, that was me chug. to a T. I had yeah. it plugged and I was just trying to get it down. Yeah. You know? So I think that's that speaks volumes. I mean, three yeah. women sit, sitting here agreeing that they it just doesn't work for us. Yeah. So and we don't like the necessary. taste of it. Absolutely. Agreed. All right. Give us your best five overall health and wellness or fitness tips. Wowzers. Man. That's <laughs> a lot. That is a lot. Um, what do you got? I think the high protein, low carb is definitely kind of one of those secrets because I, I do think that people think you have to be low carb and you can't eat bread and you can't do this. And there's just so many ways to go about the nutrition piece and what you what you eat so that I think is always going to be one of the ones that we preach definitely I, I agree with that I think too for in terms of the exercise piece find a worker that you genuinely enjoy mm-hmm. that you're seeing results from I would say give it three months okay. of whatever workout you're doing I think you're really going to see the results in one month that soon but yeah. up to three months and if you're not seeing results it's time to switch something up. Mm-hmm. It's time to change uh, chorus. It's time. It's time to add something into your routine or go back to the drawing board. So that would be another one of mm-hmm. find something that you're enjoying, and then if you're not seeing the results you're looking for within three months, it's time to switch gears. Okay. Um, for the wellness side of things, I do think recovery is so important, and I would be lying to everyone if I didn't say that I literally never do it. I feel like uh, Marissa's gotten a little better with everything with the oblique tear and such, and I've really started in recent months to do that. So the the recovery and wellness piece can range from a lot, you know, a lot of different things like taking our restore class or, you know, foam rolling. But I also think that um, it's a matter of if you can reserve time for yourself throughout the week, an hour to do a hard workout or cardio, then you can do that same hour. You can get coverage from a significant other if you have a kid and such. Um, where you do go and get a massage for 50 minutes mm-hmm. or you do go to a sauna, um, which are huge right now, the infrared saunas, for 30 minutes just to sweat out the toxins and yeah. have a moment where you're unplugged and things are quiet. So um, mentally and physically, I think the wellness piece, which I, I literally just started in May, is I would like to get one 50-minute massage a month or um, do a 30-minute sauna and we also have um, a deep tissue, more sports masseuse that we've gone to that helps with more injury style stuff. It's not relaxing, but it works. But again, to me, that's still kind of a wellness thing where I think if you can reserve the time for working out, then you can reserve the time to have that wellness and recovery piece too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I feel like now that I have Liam, I don't make it nearly as big of a priority mm-hmm. as I used to, but I used to go to Stretch Lab over mm-hmm. in yes. Dilworth. Yes. And I would go once a week. I had a membership and just let them stretch me. I just did 30 minutes, I think, with the membership. And that was so relaxing Mm -hmm. and if I was sore they were able to kind of help me like iron out some of the soreness and then with the pandemic they closed down Mm -hmm. I canceled my membership had a baby and now I haven't been back and I keep telling myself I've got to start going there again because I'm not good about stretching on my own Mm -hmm. so when you had when I had the membership I felt like I had to go Mm -hmm. because I was paying for it so that accountability factor was there definitely but um, I also love your restore class that was incredible it is. It's great. It's so interesting to see how you can get like on a reformer and into a happy baby, and then yeah, your I had leg no is idea like a new leg. Absolutely, and I think the other piece that's really important for results, but also for accountability, especially if you don't have a trainer, is 
a big thing that Heidi and I do for our own personal calendars is at the end, the, the end of the weekend, beginning of the week, so Sunday for me, I thought my whole calendar, at, so Heidi can see where I am for number one, and, and <laughs> but number two, number two, it's really, so I book out my time for my workouts. Hey, this is my hour. Planning, this, yeah. So you are planning out your workouts. Yeah. It's that, that kind of cheesy saying, you know, bosses don't cancel on meetings and you're your boss, and but it really, it's really the truth if you have blocked it out you've either signed up for your classes you've written it on your calendar you've committed to it you're then able to feel set up for success for the week the follow-through is there and then you're able to reevaluate I'm on month two I've been doing this I'm looking at my calendar and my results are coming I can see it Mm -hmm. I you stay motivated or things aren't working what do I need to do to reevaluate it's a way to keep track and set short-term and then long-term goals and I'm a huge proponent of that uh, that that everyone should be doing that for fitness and honestly just your your own life and um, scheduling. And really, I love this tip so much because I'm a big planner. Like I have a written planner and I have a calendar on my phone and I use our other calendar that we share and all the things I look and I have one on my fridge. But accountability for yourself is so important. Um, and I've been so bad about it lately. There is no anxiety like the anxiety of what am I going to do to work out today? Mm, what am I going to do yes. to work out tomorrow? I mean, I'm not joking. Saturday night, my husband fell asleep and I was still looking around Charlotte for a workout just to try to get out of West Kept Secret Box because I'd been there all week. And it was like, well, this is a time I didn't really think or I don't really think I want to do that type of workout. And I like stressed myself out to where I woke up in the morning and my husband was like, what'd you decide on Friday? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and I was like, well, how did this happen? I spent yeah. so, It's so silly. So it's just... Plan it, pick it, and commit to it. Hold yourself accountable, especially if you're paying for it. Yes. Because I know when the when that 12 o'clock mark hits for me on a weekday, it's very likely that something is not happening or it's going to happen late and I'm going to be in a real bad mood about it. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. If I don't work out first thing in the morning, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, it's like that every day of the week, too. Yes. Just No matter what line of work you're in, the minute your day starts, it is very hard to squeeze in that time if you do yes. not plan it for yourself. I know. Absolutely. Now, if I could just get my husband to work out in the morning, too. Yes. Do your husdens work out with you guys? Um, Marissa's does. He, he, he does. He does. He, um, he's a, he's a run, he's a runner and he'll okay. like lift. We have kind of our, Heidi does as well. We both have our own, um, kind of set up in our garages mm-hmm. yeah. and, um, he, he does a lot of running and then he'll do some workouts in the garage or lift with his buddies. Yeah. But we'll, he'll come and take West Cup Secret classes. Oh, that's and so mm-hmm. nice. It is nice and he does it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, I love what Heidi's about to say about her husband. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> Sean now does work out. Shout out to Sean Hillman. Yes, we, we've done many podcasts where we've accidentally completely insulted him by telling everyone he, did, he didn't work out. But, you know, he walks the golf course and things like that. It's not yeah. like he's totally just never doing anything. But he does West Kept Secret personal training. He's oh, now playing. Look at yes, that. He goes to our male trainer, Stafford. That's awesome. Tuesday and Thursday mornings. Okay. And he loves it. Um, the other day, Marissa stopped by and he came outside to specifically tell her that his golf swing has tremendously improved. So oh, now you're speaking Shane's language. There we go. Yep. See, that's what the thing is. Marissa's smart because she's like, I know what to say and like what to look into yeah. to make sure that, the, especially men, they know like it's not just a girly workout. Like we know what we're doing, but you yeah. have to play to every client. But, but yeah. it's the truth. I mean, I worked truth. with him for several months before yeah. we we Transition. transitioned him over, and I would tell him, I'm like, this is going to help your swing because mm-hmm. of the way you're rotating your body and what right. I was like, I, I can see it. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he did say that, I just felt, I was just so happy yeah. and that's just yeah. so fulfilling mm-hmm. 
for me yeah, to see him getting the rewarding. results. And then the days he's not at West Cup, he does Peloton. Oh, yeah. And on the weekends, he golfs. Or, like, Sundays, he calls the Sabbath. Like, I'm like, you want to walk the dog? He's like, no, it's Sunday. So, yeah. that's where we're that's where we're at. Yeah, we yeah. really have active, active mm-hmm. husbands, which is great. Yes. Man, I will I'm say he, with he did hit a 6.30 a.m. yesterday because someone canceled, so he took it. And, like, by 3, he was like, I don't know if I can do that early <laughs> again. I'm crashing. I'm so tired. So, you got to get yeah. used to it. And that's Shane's thing. He's not a morning person. Mm-hmm. So he will work out, but it's always in an, in the afternoon after right. work, and he plays basketball after work and stuff like that. But then he's wired for so right. late oh, into the absolutely. evening because he yes. like amped himself up, and then you know it's six thirty and he's just mm-hmm. getting done with his workout, and it takes him a long time to be able to go to sleep mm-hmm. because. Right. It just is such a stimulant. Mm-hmm. Totally. Now, now if we do a men's class, we're we're gonna do a men's we class. Oh, we love would that. love to have him come. Yeah, yes. our husbands. Mm-hmm. We'll get him and any other listeners, yeah. husbands, boyfriends who want to come. That's a great idea. Who are local? Yes, we're gonna do it. I love that. All right, Heidi. People are still waiting for your skincare routine. Well, it's funny because I stole it from Marissa. So <laughs> well, I both mean, of your you know, skin looks just, incredible. Just email Marissa at westcapsecret.co, <laughs> right. and right. I'll, I have it listed out. I had a couple of people, and I'm like, I'm just gonna forward it, but yes. we will t- yeah. dive into yeah. it. Yeah. So um, I do think so. One of the things is this, and. I think my sister, if she was listening, would roll her eyes and some people who, you know, struggled with acne or pimples at a younger age would also. But I was very fortunate that I did not break out or have, you know, pimples and things like that very frequently when I was younger. Um, I don't know how it happened. My mom and sister, their genes were more like that. My dad's and I just were not. So I was very fortunate in that sense. So, of course, as I got into my late 20s, I was like, what is this on my face and how did this happen? Yeah. Um, I really kind of tried to ignore it and just kind of kept on with like the same face wash and some other things that I added here and there, but I was not diligent about it at all. And then I reached a breaking point last year and I was just overly complaining to Marissa and I was like, it looks like you don't have a pore on your face. That is not fair. How did this happen to me? I used to have the best skin, but it wasn't really that I even had the best skin. It was just genetics. Yeah. So, you know, the hormonal acne definitely starts to come in and it hurts it's on your hairline, yes. your chin, yeah. mm-hmm. like on your back of your cheeks, near your ears. Um, so just really was struggling. And I think that um, there's definitely a medication that's not overly crazy, like an Accutane that has a lot of um, stipulations. But if you're not into any types of medications and you want to t- do more of a natural skincare routine, um, we have a mix of products that we use. But it always starts with a face wash that's br I try to say it. It's like biology. Biologique recherche. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll, we'll abbreviate to BR. Is that, it's the cleanser. Yep. The yes, lap. Late la- EV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one we use. VO2. I, I have believe. that too. Yes. That's our cleanser. That's the cleanser. Okay. And then from there, we and move into the mixolair water. Yes. Yeah, it's um it's clear and it's basically like it says it's like makeup remover, emucillaire, e apostrophe. Wow. Oh, so still BR. by BR. Still yes. by BR. Okay. That one's from I know what we're talking about. And um that is great because I will throw that on my hands like I have a travel one that I'll just rub on my face after a workout. Yep. It's not just for makeup, it's like post sweat. Okay. Um so that comes after that. And then in the morning time, for the third step, we have a vitamin C. A vitamin C biobaji mm-hmm. oh, yeah. serum. It's 20%. I've heard really good things about obaji. Obaji oh, is so my good. jam. So good. They have, That line has saved me from melasma. Mm-hmm. I've had all kinds of They have a good issues. scar remover cream as well. Ooh. Yep. The obaji 20% vitamin C. That one doesn't have hydroquinone in it, so you can get it over the counter. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's like, I think on the Durham store, it's like maybe $104, so it's definitely an investment. Yeah. But the glow is on you all day mm-hmm. from that. Oh, I love that. That's the morning. But if it's a nighttime... 
The third step is something I did love before, but this brand that Marissa got me on is way better. It's but I call it hyaluronic acid because it's <laughs> so addictive. Hyaluronic. Oh my gosh, it is like. And this one so is dirt sweet. cheap. It's like yep. from Target, uh, La Roche Posay, I think is how you say it. Okay. But it's a blue um, bottle, b- bottle um, hyaluronic acid, mm-hmm. um, B vitamins in it. Okay. This is the nighttime third step. Love, so we do I the love vitamin C in the morning. Acid. I mean, we had a, when we told, we I posted it like a couple of weeks ago, and we had a client who was in Mexico on a bachelorette trip, and she went to like a Mexican pharmacy and found it. And was like, I got this because you posted it. And I was like, I don't care. I need it right now. It so works. And it does. And yeah. it's very hydrating. Yes, yeah. very yes. moisturizing. And then, then step four is the same evening and morning, which is um, yes. Mask Vernix by BR. Love Mask yes. Vernix. New baby and skin. I sleep in it every same. night. Yes. Okay. So on the, on the jar, it says like, do this and then wash it off. So that's what I used to do. But then Marissa was like, no, dude, sleep in it, it on. Yes. All, all day, baby. All day. Yeah. We even do it in the mornings. Oh, I love that on. you do it during the day. Yes. Daytime. Ooh, I need to start then, doing that. So I sleep in That's like part of my nighttime on. routine. Yes. I sleep yes. in it. And then if it's morning, we'll put on sunscreen. The L to MD tinted moisturizer. Yep. Yep. And that still has more hyaluronic acid in it. Chronic. Yeah. SPF 50, I think. There you go. I'm proud of you. Nice tint. So if you're not a makeup person, that will give you some color. Yeah. And then um, normally we'll do the BR eye cream, Mm -hmm. the VIP eye cream, the contour cream, again from BR. And then there's the... the, the green little bottle. Yeah, the serum that you can put on before. I normally do that at night. Yes. Then the eye cream over top. Mm-hmm. The oleo. I can't pronounce it. I have it in a picture. But yeah. I don't know Just send us the email. We'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> okay, hit us in a DM. It's a green serum. And then the eye cream. This is at night. Again, okay. another BR product. I'm going to need you to send this to me. Yes. yes. And this is literally like, it's like five steps. It's, it's not five that steps. long. Yeah. It's quick and, and Let easy. me tell you, the other night I was like, I'm not washing my face. I don't feel like getting up. And my husband was like, Ooh, I don't want to hear about this tomorrow then because that's your decision. And the next day, I was like, oh, I just feel so gooky. Like, I have all this Gross. stuff on my face. And I was like, I was so dedicated. I fell off the line. I got to get back on. I'm so <laughs> sad to I hear know. that. I hate it, to admit it, honestly. It, it, it could be, I will be deathly ill. I'm like, you are going to get this makeup off I your know, face. I know. It, it's so important. It really it does. Is. It and is really important. I really did suffer from um, all kinds of different small pimples, big pimples, everything in between. So I um, was, and I still take it regularly. When you get pregnant, you can't take it. Um, but the spironolactone mm-hmm. okay. that was prescribed by um, our dermatologist for kind of like cystic acne, yep. that was a game changer for mm-hmm. me. And then prior to that, um, if you have like a big event or you're, you know, really freaked out and you're like, oh my gosh, this, you know, you can't, you can't pop it. Right. Um, I would call the derm and they'll normally work you in for a cortisone injection that you can get oh, that will nice. basically just flatten the pimple and then yeah. if it's like a wedding you know the next day you're pretty much good to go and then my um best tip for um I've done this to Heidi a few times mm-hmm. like when we were traveling um if you have like a little pimple that kind of comes up and you know the typical thing is like you just kind of like you know start picking at it I have these tiny little needles that I got from Amazon that they're sterile, yep. and you take one out, and you just do a little prick on the area. Then you take the pimple patches that you can that you can get on Amazon, like a overnight. mighty patch. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You you put it on top of that. Next morning, it's gone. flat, gone. It's like when you that's have a amazing. blister from like your tennis shoes, and yeah. you just do a little poke, and like the juice comes out, and that's yeah. gross. It's like that. And then our derm, because we had talked about this as well. If you don't get the patches, or you're not into that, just a hot a warm hot, compress. Hot compress. Yes. yes, and that brings the nastiness to the top. Yep. And then you just poke it with that little needle. You take two Q-tips 
you could just like do 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 get a little bit out. Yeah. Um, and then the next morning maybe repeat if you don't have the patches. The yeah. patches though. The patches. Are I like great. the patches because it. I'm a picker. I mean, I've picked. Yeah. I've picked. You know, dense. I, in I really my don't face. know any people who don't pick. To be honest, right. they tell you not to, but I've never met anybody who does right. it. And then you're in the, in the mirror for an hour, and it's like, hey, honey, we gotta leave, and it's like, oh my god, I've been picking for an yeah. hour. So yeah. this has really helped. Just prick patch easy. next morning you're good to go it's very easy to cover up and you just feel better and it, it causes it not to leave a scar mm-hmm. yeah so that's a pro tip that many mm-hmm. many years many tears love yes. that come out on and the other also, side makeup wipes are not the end all be all they have so many chemicals in them i will catch myself using them if i'm on vacation and i'm like oh i didn't do this and so i'm like oh here's a makeup wipe i'll do it it they're, they're not terrible for you by any means right but there are just so many more natural ways to get makeup off your face without using those wipes yeah and what i use for the uh, makeup remover i don't use like just kind of the cotton rounds that you can get anywhere i use on amazon the white rabbit pre- premium 100 cotton pads they're like um little little squares that they don't absorb a lot of the products so you're not nice. wasting it yeah because th- these products are way too expensive to be yes, absorbed they're in it very all. expensive yeah. so but i think it's a true testament to the i mean higher end skincare works better 100 yes. everybody and, i've talked to that uses higher end skincare mm-hmm. swears by how effective it is and honestly i really don't you know we don't mean to sound like oh we have all this money we spend on skincare because honestly at the end of the day you have to choose where your budget goes yeah for us fitness and our skin is always going to be most important to us of course in food but honestly you can get vegetables at the market that are so cheap so um you have to invest in yourself in that way it is so worth it. I mean, every time I order the products, especially if I'm out of like three at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this Oh, cart, it's painful. It's so, yes. painful. so painful. But then once it comes in, I'm using it. I don't think twice about it because I'm Same. just so thankful for the Couldn't results. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay, speaking of beautiful skin, your mm. kind of claim to fame is that you guys also train Olivia Colpo, who has yes. beautiful skin as well. She does. Amazing skin. Can you just talk a little bit about what it's like to train with her and what she's like in person and what her West Kept Secret prescription is? Absolutely. Yes. I would like to start by saying that everything you see in the photos is exactly what she looks like in person. 100%. Stunning. She so, is that beautiful. Yes. And then on top of it, she is the kindest, most humble, Aww. wonderful person, which just makes it... She's I don't know so how nice. God created such a perfect specimen. I know, right? It's you. It's your Italian blood, you guys. Hey, Italian. Italian genes, baby. But yes. she's got some <laughs> family. She's got beautiful. something special in there. Yes, it's like the two parents. They really came up with some good kids. That's right there. awesome. Yes, but yeah. um, yeah, she's she's very kind, and um, I would love to tell about kind of how we got you know yeah linked, yeah. linked up with her. So um, she was you know is dating Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Panthers, and. She was in town. It was, I think, kind of towards the middle of their relationship so far. It wasn't the very beginning, but I think it was one of his, his if not his first football season that she they were dating. And so um, she was in town, and they were, you know, working on – he has a condo that's downtown near the stadium that he uses in season, and he's out at the lake in Mooresville on the off season. So she was, um, you know, helping with how they wanted to design um, the apartment and, you know, any type of decor and things like that. And I guess she finally kind of started to say, okay, like I'm coming to Charlotte more often. So she posted on Instagram, since I'm going to be here more often. I like, saw that post yes, on her yes. stories. What workouts Where should, should I, I go? Do? Yes. Yeah. I did not see this. I don't even think Marissa saw it because it was, you know, only 24 hours that it lasted. 
But I remember sitting in my chair. It was a Sunday and it was like 4 p.m. And I just like opened Instagram, which the West kept account. And we had gotten a follow from Olivia Culpo. And I about fell out of my chair. Like, <laughs> is this was this an accident? Like, at that time, I don't think I realized that she dated Christian or that she would even be in she Charlotte. She was in Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. So then I immediately texted and called Marissa. Like, she followed us. That's so crazy. So we're, we're like, okay, well, we have to follow back. And then what do we do from here? But, you know, we didn't want to DM her. She probably gets like a million DMs. Yeah. But then um, the next day at the studio, a bunch of clients came out to us and they're like, oh my gosh, Olivia Culpo posted this story. And all of us, we all told her was kept secret. So we're like, wow, first of all, that's amazing. Like our, you know, community. That had to feel so yes. good. Yes. So she must have gotten bum rushed with enough West Kept Secret responses that she hit us with the follow. Yeah. So that was cool on its own that it like started that way. Yeah. Um, then we thought, you know, do we want to do something a little bit nicer or like more um, personal or do we want to send her a DM? And it just so happened that our great friend, Sarah Garvin, who's an interior designer here. Love Sarah. Yes. Okay. She was um, working with them on a couple of things at the apartment and she, we were telling her about it. We were buzzing and she was like, oh, I'm going over there on Saturday. We're like, what? <laughs> so we said, okay, let's do this. So we got um, Year of Hours, who's one of our favorite brands that we wear um, for apparel we sell at the studio. We're, we're partners with them. And we, we picked an outfit off our rack for her from that. And then we just kind of wrote a note that had just said, you know, we'd love to get you in for a workout, et cetera. This is kind of what the workout is. Here's our email phone number. And she reached out and she was like, thank you so much for the gift. I would love to come in when works for you. That's amazing. And then we scheduled a session with her like the following week. She was like, obviously, I've never seen anything like this before because there's nothing else like it in the world. <laughs> uh, no, I said that. She didn't say that. But, um, and then from there, it was, the end of that session was like, here, just, we're like, okay, do you want us to email you for the next one? She's like, here, take my cell phone number. Let's get in a group chat. And I mean, to this day, we are texting with her all the time. We share skincare tips, travel tips. She's always asking us things that she's heard of or we're telling her things we've heard of. Um, and so whenever she is in town, we are thankful that she chooses us to work out with. Um, we've done some in-home visits at Christian's as well, like out at the lake. And he definitely comes in and he's like, all right, what are we doing in here? What do we have going on? He's always making sure we're making sure the booty is still looking right. Of course. Um, she is not a big cardio person. So when we do quote, make her run, it's really funny and fun. <laughs> and we just tell her stories the whole time to try to get her to not think we're doing that. Yeah. Um, but she'll come in and she'll be like, Christian, I ran two miles. So, you know, that's something everyone has little goals. And if yeah. two miles is a great goal for you, we love that that made her really happy. But I think the pinnacle of our relationship with her was when she got tapped to do Sports Illustrated last year and she texted us and she said, hey, I just found out that I'm doing Sports Illustrated. I have three weeks. I think it was three weeks. Three weeks. She's like, you got to like, do I this. I need you. And we were with her almost every single day. Um, wow. And her, I, I didn't just got, know that. That's yeah, yeah. incredible. Every single she day looked for amazing. three weeks. Amazing. And when the... I just got chills on my body because the minute that those photos came out, I don't even think we know like saw them necessarily. Um, and then she tagged us in a post, and we looked. You no, know, she had texted us. We were in that hotel in Montauk. Yeah, and we were like, ah. She texted us a bunch of her photos, and she was like, "You guys look at the like behind the scenes." Actually, that was in like March. March. Yeah. She was like, "Look at the BTS," and we we're like, "Holy oh, the behind shit, the scenes were amazing. So good." We're like, "Wait till they're like lit, you know, lightened up a little bit, etc." So we were in our summer series um, in a hotel, and I was like, holy shit, the Sports Illustrated just dropped. And we looked, and we just couldn't get enough. We were like, we want more. I mean, she just looked amazing. But 
Yeah. Just like we said about you last podcast, and we stand by that as well. She was such a hard worker. Yeah. There was not one time that she was like, I don't feel like doing this. I mean, obviously nothing motivates you like Sports Illustrated. Uh, yeah. But I mean, and then I think after that, she was like so bought in. I mean, she was before because we kind of became friends. Right. But that was like, this shit works. Three weeks and I was able to, you know, she already had obliques, but they made them more tone or whatever right. you want to call right. it. Shredded. Then in the summer, Shape uh, Magazine reached out to us and asked us to do an online workout three in a series. And so we asked her if she wanted to do one of the three with us. And she was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So we did like an online workout with her. Um, and honestly, she's just so nice and willing and wants to support local while she's here. So it's been a great relationship. She's actually here right now. It was Christian's birthday yesterday. So Aww. we texted her today to be like, how long are you here? Let's get you in for a workout. Yeah. But um, her travel schedule is crazy. Um, we know she'll be back a lot more in the fall when football starts, but right. overall just couldn't be more thankful for the relationship and I she's love just it. she's funny. She she's is just very real. Yeah. Um and she cares. Like I think that, you know, people she tries to think of things from all angles. Like, do should I post this? Should I not post this? Or well, I posted this and I kinda got some backlash or I didn't post this and I thought, how do I do this? And you definitely, I'm sure, deal with that as well. Yeah. And you can't please everyone and we're like Oh, we just want people to know who you are as a person because you do try to please everyone. You just can't. Right. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. I I love the phrase, like, you can't be everyone's caramel macchiato, vanilla latte, matcha. You know, like, everybody has a different coffee drink that they like. Like, I can't be that for everybody. Sure. And, yes. and especially somebody in her position that has a much larger following than me. It, it, there's always going to be somebody who always. doesn't like something that you say or do, and definitely. But I think I think her um, in terms of her her body and her prescription for her workout yes. and how it. Sorry, I got how excited. It, oh no, it's great. <laughs> I, I think it's it's great because it's very relatable to what most women want. Yes. So what I love about Sports Illustrated is they do not touch up any photo. Mm -mm. They That's made a commitment amazing. to that. that. I'm not, not sure in the past potentially like most magazines did, but they made a pledge to show real bodies, stretch marks birthmarks mm -hmm. whatever it is and I love that because whatever you're seeing on the on those photos on their Instagram or their their magazine calendar it's the real deal there's no retouching or of any nature and I love that so what you see is what you get and that's the work that you're putting in and she told us that and we're like all right well that means what do we need to focus on you know for you for your body for what you want to show the world and it was oblique definition. She didn't really care about, I, I don't need a six pack. I just want to have oblique definition. Um, stomach to be relatively flat. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't we all as, as women? Yes. Um, continuing to lift the booty up. And then we noticed for her, and she's very particular about upper body. And I know we've talked about this, Vanessa, for your body, bulking very easily. Mm -hmm. And her neck, when her lats and her traps right under your neck, when they're overworked, they get bigger quickly. And it makes her neck look a lot smaller and a mm -hmm. lot shorter and that's an area of insecurity um, that we wanted to be mindful of when we're doing upper body work we're not going to overdo that area even right. in planking she would say hey I'm feeling my shoulders okay we need to adjust this and make sure it's in the core and in, in the obliques and we got to get those shoulders out of it yeah so what I love about her is it would it would force us to be creative from the programming side because a lot of work is in planks or on utilizing your upper body is still engaged. So right. I love that. It would challenge us in that regard. The cardio piece, I think she did find a groove of starting to enjoy it. And she's like, I do see better results when I add cardio in. Yeah. So I'm really thankful that um, that we, we've added that in. And then in addition, um, she's also a high rep type of person. Okay. Lighter weights, high rep for glutes, for abs, for upper body versus 
circuit on circuit on circuit. She's like, hey, I'd like to just burn out my glutes for five or 10 minutes. That kind of is something that motivates me to stay in it. So we would take that feedback and curate workouts around those asks to make sure that we were delivering and she was staying engaged during the workouts. Mm-hmm. But we always have a ball doing yeah. workouts with her. And mm-hmm. it's seriously like, it's it's just the best time. Mm-hmm. We, we love it and we just love how confident you can tell yeah. she was on that that cover versus uh, that, that, that not the cover but literally the next the next page of she was of on it. the cover the year before so she was on yeah, the cover the year thing. before yeah. but really when you look and we we actually compared photos of years previous and we're like look at the difference and oh, she's yeah. like I never felt more confident it's crazy you guys were able to do that in three weeks three weeks three weeks like mm-hmm. girl we really are going for it <laughs> yeah. but and it was a combo it was she came in what five days a week for three weeks we went to her we went okay. to her majority um, but it was really seven days and yes. And there were days okay. for during those seven days during the week where we would, okay, we're going to do a little bit more Pilates. It's going to be a little bit less high intensity. So yeah. we're not overdoing. We don't want you to get injured. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I would say it was seven days. Five of those were pretty high intensity and two were more Pilates with active recovery work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whenever we do workouts with her, if she does take any content, like it's pretty much either while we're there or right after we leave, she drops everything to us. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is just like um, she – Everyone has insecurities, yeah. but I do think that, you know, when you're working hard and you're proud of that, that, you know, to not think, well, let me just go through these, let me pick my favorites and let me edit, you mm-hmm. know, that doesn't happen with her. So it's yeah. truly what you see is what you get. That's yeah. awesome. And we love to do it together where it's us two and Olivia because one of us will jump in and do the actual work out with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. It's like motivating. It's like, okay, how do yeah. you and Olivia together and it's fun and you're mm-hmm. you're you're amping each other up. Then we'll, I will be the one, you know, facilitating the workout and then we'll switch. And it's great. And we're like, so we get, fun. We get some extra so work in too. I love a buddy. Yes. Yes. Well, that's what we kind of thought too is we just always feel like you're going to work harder when you have someone you are. with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Meryl and I work out together on my days that I'm not with you guys and her and I push each other. And yes. the, I mean, now that she has a new job and like our workout routine is completely thrown off and we're working out separately, we're both like, oh my God, I miss you so much I'm at the sure. gym. Yes. Because you just, for whatever reason, work harder when you're working with somebody else. Because yes. I'm not, I'm not going to look over at her and let her outdo me. Like Definitely. I'm, I'm a competitive person. Right. So yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, so and I'm like, all right, Heidi, if Olivia's not dropping, you're not dropping, or vice right. versa. I'm like, well, okay, Sports Illustrated, I'm waiting for the call. Right, yep. exactly. <laughs> get motivated too. So it's truly just, we have the best time. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. I love to hear that she's as nice in person as she comes across on social media. Yeah. 100%. Very family oriented, very caring and thoughtful, and just donating of her time. And yeah, she's just very great. Great. She's great. Very cool. Yeah. All right, I will you guys leave us with some of your favorite products, whether it's like gym shoes, fitness equipment at home, maybe items that are like your holy grail, tried and true, can't live without. Yes. Do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because you got some good stuff up your sleeve. No, I have a couple. I'm just, I have to narrow it down. There's okay. so many floating um, around in this brain, Heidi. <laughs> yes. So I think that people will not buy a tennis shoe if they don't think it looks cool. And I do not have that problem because I used to care so much about like the Nikes and how they looked. Yep. And as I have gotten more into fitness, the more geriatric, foamy looking Brooks, Hoka's, Asics Mm -hmm. are 100% my go-to. I do Brooks a lot for cross-training. Hoka's are for running, but I don't wear them as much. But Asics, I really fell in love with and then found out, I kind of noticed that Marissa was wearing them too. And I was like, have we never talked about this? So I have a cross train shoe that I use for hit. They're Asics, and I have them on. They're on Amazon, fifty bucks, and I have them on an every four month recurring delivery. So when the oh, tread wow. goes from the bottom of your shoes yeah. 
you just get new ones. Okay. So I get um, probably about three pairs a year. Okay. And they're just the Asics. They're the same. I've switched the color up sometimes. Yeah. But um, that would be at least one of mine for sure. Okay. Totally. Yeah, I love, I'm an Asics girl too. And yes. Don't care if they're clown shoes. If mm-hmm. they do the job, yeah. that's that's the way to go. I love my, I wear the on running the, shoes. Yes. And yes. I have the indoor gym training version and the running version. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love them. And they are like clunkier, mm-hmm. not the most aesthetically pleasing, but I absolutely love them. And I don't think I'll ever like switch back to my, Adidas Swift runs. Right. <laughs> Definitely. And, and a pro tip on that, like Heidi mentioned, turning the shoe over. If you see the tread wearing down, it's time to replace. Yeah. Um, orthotics are great. Um, I actually have them from a running um, doctor that I went to since I love my cardio. So if you notice you're having any issues, you should go see a doctor. And they're, my orthotics are 50 bucks. And okay. I get them once a year. So a little pro tip there. But one, uh, well, this is a little kind of kit that I feel like I can't really live without because when I travel or um, I'm going to do an at-home workout, we actually sell these. Um, there are virtual kits and they include um, a yellow resistance band it's kind of like the universal weight that is a good weight that we've used in some of your workouts where we've strapped it around the feet and we've done core work upper body that I love Um, also a blue booty band again kind of a universal weight that you can make it harder by going a little bit wider but it's a good weight for kind of everybody um, we have gliders in there for wood and or carpet. So you can turn it over and it, it's going to work on either, which mimics our reformer for core work. Yep. What else is in there, Heidi, that I'm missing? Um, we got the bands. We got the glider. Oh, and the Theraball. Theraball, mm-hmm. Theraball I which I Theraball. love. You can literally just blow it up by going through the, through, <laughs> yep. the, through the straw. You don't even need an air pump. And that's great for core work. And that's like that's our virtual kit that, again, we sell them, people, studio or not. And all of those items to me is going to give you the closest West Cap Secret workout that you can get at home or when you're on the go traveling. So okay. those are kind of like, that's my go-to kit when I'm on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last time, but I'm going to say it again, the nut thins. Oh, yeah. We both have nut like thins. massive amounts of boxes at our house and they're just so easy. You can literally eat them or dip them in anything or nothing and they're still good. Okay. I would say what, that too. Give us a quick hitter snack, snack list. Oh, we need people that we have actually, you know what? We should do a post on, um, on social yep. or, or send yes. it to you to do. We, we have a snack list that mm-hmm. we send to top cats that we send to our, our clients. That's mm-hmm. just kind of, it kind of runs through, you know, salty, sweet mm-hmm. that, that we, we I love. tried your, um, heavenly hunks. I know I sent you the picture of Lee. Yes. That was so cute. Yes. What'd you They're think? They're so good. So good. I will say so much better in the microwave. 10 seconds, you have baby. To, you have to 10 seconds yep. in the microwave because Shane tried them without the microwave and he was like, I don't really know about these. And I was like, really? I was like, well, did you microwave it? And he was like, no, why would I do that? I was like, well, Marissa said to microwave it. <laughs> right. So I put it in the microwave and both of us, he was like, wow, this Change. is a game changer. The melty, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm yes. so yes. glad he went Very for good. it. And then, and then he secretly gave Liam uh, a cookie and didn't tell me after I told him <laughs> not to do that. And then Ooh. Liam's bringing me the bag no, of he's heavenly like, hugs. He's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, mom. Mama. Mama. Oh my God, I love that. That that is so cute. At least we know they're not so bad for you. That's true. I would say my go-to just snack that has been filling me up, giving me the salty and the sweet and the crunch is the Boom Chicka Pop, but the kettle corn version. Okay. Wow. Let me tell you. I don't roll with kettle corn. It is like so just unbelievable. And honestly, I've eaten the largest bag in one city. I'm talking like the the, the Mondo one. And I'm like, man, I feel really bad about myself. I probably shouldn't have gone that far. And And then it's like, 
I, I'm doing my own measurements or I'm doing body fat in a couple of days. I'm like, it didn't even do anything. Even that whole, whole, <laughs> the whole bag. Because when you're biting, it's really like you're eating air to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. But it has that sweet and salty at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the kettle corn, boom, chicka pop, and it's three ingredients that you can pronounce. That's awesome. So <laughs> you can you know. so so highly highly Need recommend that, that yes. um, okay. as a good as a good um, snack. We okay. have perfect bars. Oh okay. yeah, refrigerated the peanut, the peanut butter chocolate chip. Peanut butter, yep, dark chocolate chip. Uh, now Sean eats all of mine, so I have to buy multiple boxes. But they're um, they look like they're high in sugar, but it's natural. There's no sugar alcohol, so we recommend that to all of our clients over like a kind bar or Cliff bar. Okay. And fun fact on that, um, you can get the kid size. So yes. it cuts it in half. So yep. if you're feeling yep. like, we wow. We have the kid size ones. Yeah, that's a great option. Um, a good on the go or like cutting it down yes. if you feel like it's too heavy for you. Yeah. Yep. But we'll send you like the full snack list. Yes. Yeah, we that have a great and, snack list. And the Costco list. Oh, yeah, yes. We'll I have that, that as well. Okay, we'll send that to you and you can do either like a story or a post on it because I yeah. think it would be really beneficial for people to see it mm-hmm. yes. right there. Yes. I know. I feel like people always need help in the food department, clean mm-hmm. eating. Definitely. Yes. And just ideas in general. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think the other thing would be just investing in something to feel good when you're exercising. If you're a short mm-hmm. person, get shorts. If you're a sports yeah. bra person, it doesn't have to be a $50 Lululemon, whatever. It's just whatever you feel good in that absorbs your sweat, that you feel like I'm not distracted by this while I'm exercising, yeah. whether it's by yourself or at a studio. Get something that you feel good in because that's gonna the investment is gonna be well worth it, and you're more likely to work out again because you're like I felt good in this. I'm gonna put yes. it on again. I and know. Like I, I chopped up some cucumber, uh, some of a cucumber before I came here, and then just put a little bit of light olive oil and vinaigrette from Ken's on there. And I was like, this is just such a guilt-free snack, and it was delicious. It's light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good idea. I've never done that. Mm-hmm. We that is a good idea. And cucumbers are so cheap. They are. They are. Like you can go yeah. bottomless on cucumbers, and sure it will can. not even It's like a zero. And celery. It's like I know. water. I know a lot of people don't like tomatoes, but mm-hmm. I'll do that with love tomatoes, tomatoes. too, yes. and I love that. A really ripe, like, farmer's market one, yes. for sure. Me yes. too. Maybe we all have the same taste. A little taste. salt, a little pepper. We need to I go know. out to dinner. Oh, we do need to we go do. out to we dinner. We do. <laughs> I feel like we'd have a ball. We'd all be getting everything on the menu and... And talking a lot. And talking a lot. <laughs> and, and getting every single dessert, too. Yeah. Never and skip on extra cardio tomorrow. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You guys, this was so fun. Thank you so much for coming Thank back. You. Thank you. I feel like everyone is going to absolutely love the episode. And you already know, I'm so thankful for you guys. And... I could sit here and talk to you all day. So we Definitely. feel the same. Thank you so much. Well, hopefully, Vanessa. we can do a part three with more questions at some other point. Yeah, yes, for sure. We love it. Thank you.